welcome. Coming to you from the Squatchy Wilderness, I'm Josh. And I'm John, and I've got a six-pack of cold ones and a shaky camera. Ooh, hey, did you hear that? Anyway, this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. Welcome back. So, I was laying in bed the other night, trying to go to sleep, which has my whole life been a problem for me. Like, I've always, like, to the point where I've kind of questioned sometimes, like, did I just not ever get taught how to go to sleep? Like, was that, like, a, a lesson that I missed in life or something? Because my wife, like, she goes, she lays down, and within, within, consistently within five minutes, she's out. Sometimes, yeah. like, three minutes. She'll even say, like, you've got three sentences in yeah. a discussion, and then you're gone. Is that, have you ever had trouble going to sleep or sleep, like, as a constant? I mean, everybody's had those nights, you know, but... Well, sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm a large fella. I, I don't, sometimes I don't have trouble going to sleep. I have trouble staying like, I don't know that I sleep well. First of all, I probably got sleep apnea. Probably, no. probably, I probably, I'm probably like die, almost die every single night. <laughs> Three or four times a night. Yeah. Um, my shoulders. So my wife will hit me if I don't lay on, if I lay on my back, my wife will hit me. If I lay on my stomach, my wife will hit me. If I lay on my right shoulder, I I'm typically okay because it's facing away from her, but I have like an old shoulder injury. I have have a separated shoulder on that side Mm. and so can you just switch sides of the beds then so you can sleep on the other side and still face away? No, we can't do that because then like, well, so also my left shoulder is also jacked up. So it doesn't matter (laughs) with either side or both of them hurt, but my right shoulder, um, no, because I've got like to face the door. I don't think she would like that if I was like, that's like, facing a different way. Yeah. That's the door. I've got to, I've got to kill right. the bad guy or something, you know, right. I'm not allowed. I don't think I'm allowed to, to sleep on the opposite. It would be so weird at this point too. Right. I did sleep on that side when the bed was moved and was like in a different spot in the room. Right. I don't think I do. I think, um, hmm. cause yeah, like it's consistently like, I'm, I, I feel like I've been a little better, about bitter, a little better about it in, the latest part of my life maybe, but I mean, for so much of my life, like it, it would take an hour, two hours consistently to go to sleep. Even if I went to bed at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, it'd be midnight before I eventually passed out just from exhaustion. Interesting. And I've tried, you know, I've tried the melatonin and I've tried all the recommendation things that are exist out there. And I don't know. I think like it's often that it, once I, lay down and things get quiet and still that's when my brain ramps up and just goes crazy use a white noise machine or anything we have a fan that goes that that's not that's not that's kind of white noise no. but so when my son so a uh, little background on me my son has a congenital heart defect and there, we had a lot of trouble when i was when he was a baby with um oxygen deprivation and other things so he used to sleep in our room in in a crib yeah and with the oxygen machine running and the oxygen machine's pretty loud that the, the, con- yeah, the yeah. oxygen concentrator's got some noise to it and i became so accustomed to that oh that when that so when my son eventually got off of it thank god the only negative thing that my son that wasn't on oxygen anymore was that i lost that noise in my <laughs> so instead my wife got me in a white noise machine interesting and the white noise machine has a fan that sounds very similar to that it's just like this, yeah, this humming loud, sort of thing, yeah, but louder than that. And <clears throat> I think normally, like 
when I turn that on, my br- it, it makes me more tired. Right. Like it kind of helps lull me to sleep. It's part of that thing. Like I think if you're laying there, I can't even imagine laying and falling asleep in like a... Um, Just silence. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, yeah, you know, I've, you know, scoured the internet too for like you know, sleep sounds and all that stuff. And there's like infinite amount of videos of like binaural beats and things of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a hour long video of like a, you know, six megahertz resonance sound or, and it's usually just like a tone yeah. that is supposed to like, yeah, like calm your brain down and all that stuff. And like I said, I've tried all those kinds of things, guided meditation stuff. And more times than not, it just, I get into what I'm listening to and it keeps me up longer. Yeah, I think the white noise machine, because like I said, it, it, it has become this thing when I hear that noise, I'm like, oh, that's bedtime. And my brain's like, that's it. And so it helps me to fall asleep faster, I think. Right. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm like the typical dad now. Sometimes I come home and just fall asleep on the couch <laughs> after work as well. You right. know, I fall asleep on the couch after dinner. And that's normally when I'm sleeping the best. I'm like, ow, I feel great. Yeah. And I get hit. And she's like, go to bed. And then you got to get up and like, and then I the can go back to sleep. Yeah. And, so and then you're awake. Then I'm awake. Yeah. 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 That'll be, that'll happen sometimes. I, I don't know. I would try a white noise machine. Cause if you're just laying there in silence, ugh. there, there's a while we had, had one of those, uh, Amazon echoes hooked up and I would have it play rain sounds at night. And that I think helped and stuff, but then, you know, it started to get just freaked out about the echo, like listening in and recording everything that's going on. Yeah. And we ended up, you know, disconnecting that eventually just cause mm. I don't, I don't really like the idea of that thing listening in on my life all the time. So no. that's just in a drawer somewhere. Gotcha. Well, maybe it's still listening in. It might be. It's not powered, but who knows? They have advanced technology. Well, I suggest you go get a thing that goes. Well, I think I might get a, Anyway, mm. yeah, the audience is going to love listening to that. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe you just put like four people to I sleep. I probably did. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was just a sample for everybody. Well, you guys are welcome. If you for wake that. back up and you're still listening, hopefully uh, you're not listening to this on your drive into work and then you just crashed. That would be bad. But I would uh, prefer that. I, I did find a set of uh, Bluetooth speakers that you can sync the two speakers together to, so you can have kind of a, a, a surround sound, stereo sound between two things so i might just get something like that put one on my nightstand one on her nightstand and play like rain sounds or white noise or something does rain, white does rain sounds help you fall asleep i think so i mean when anytime it's actually raining in real life i feel like i go to sleep maybe quicker but did it help you when you had the amazon echo maybe i don't really remember i don't know well if it didn't i, I think then it, don't I, do it I, I if think not i suggest you find the thing that goes I almost did it again. Yeah, don't do it again. <laughs> I think, I honestly think that most of it is directly correlated with just how much stress is in my life. And I think in periods of low stress, I, I may go to street, go to sleep better, quicker. Go to streets. I go, go to, to the, the I, listen, I just, I can't sleep. I go to the streets. I go to the streets. I'm on the streets, son. Yeah. I'm out I, there. I walk around. With my walking about, me, Thinking about things. My walking shoes. And, and stuff. I, I'm out there. And um, then I come back and I go to bed. Yeah, I mean, well, so like obviously little things that can help. I mean, I've seen things before, like taking a shower before bed. On the note, actually, I think in one of the things that I might try, that I kind of discovered, uh, I was listening to a Rogan podcast the other day that he had, I forget what the name, his guest name was, uh, a doctor of some kind, but they were discussing- that Sounds like a James Bond name. Uh, doctor- Doctor some kind. Doctor some kind. And they were talking about like uh, 
thermodynamic therapy type of stuff and the studies behind how your body's uh, thermal regulation and that kind of stuff can you know affect a lot of things about your life. Uh, Andrew Huberman, I believe is who it was. I think I listened to that one. Yeah, and they were talking about it, that in order for your body to go to sleep, it has to drop like three degrees. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things I never thought about is that I th- it might, the trick to me going to sleep, like maybe I'm just always, that my body just like runs hot. I mean, I always, I do get hot really easy. I have my whole life and I always enjoy being cold because I feel like I'm always hot typically. Yeah. As I sit here with a blanket on. Yeah. Um, I'm I, well, prepping for bed. That's what I'm doing. But I, I, it might be that trick and what they said, because what Joe was saying was that, you know, he, he, when anytime his best sleep is when he gets in the sauna and he gets out of the sauna and goes to bed because oh, you've yeah. raised your body temper up so much that when you get out, your body, your body you, actually cools. Yeah, your body, all, the only thing your body's doing is cooling itself down rapidly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that drop in temperature, you go to sleep really yeah. quickly. So I might have to start doing some. Well, you also don't put your feet outside the covers or anything, do you? No, I can't stand that. Well, that's also, I mean, I'm being serious. It's supposed no, to help out. It probably would, but I, I mean this with all love in the world because I love you. You're my best friend, but sometimes like, like I'm, I think most people are like this. Sometimes I just get comfortable with whatever is going on. I think you sometimes want to fix whatever, like the out. Like if you have something that's bothering you, like if the cover, like if it's Uh-oh. too hot, you're like oh, instantly off kind of guy. I uh, think you know, what I'm like saying? instead of just dealing with it, kind of deal. Yeah, for a yeah, second. no, I can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, my my life has consisted so much. Of my life has consisted as a troubleshooter. Yeah, I know. Whatever the problem is, I'm constantly fixing problems in many different you know areas of life. Even down to something, yeah, I'm hot, so I need to, I need to get cool. And sometimes I'm just like, this is fine. Well, we'll, we'll see. You know, like, oh, yeah. I'll get used to it. Yeah. That's one thing. But, I mean, I, I also prefer to be cooler. Like, you know, it's supposed to be cooler. I know some people set their thermostats down at night. Well, yeah, I turn it down to, like, 65. Like, we have to have at least, like, 65. Otherwise, it can get too hot at night. I wish. And we have a fan blowing on us, I too, wish I so. had that going on. My wife is probably listening right now, and uh, mm. I'm going to ask about that when I get home, and you guys are probably going to find out that it didn't work out for me. So, <laughs> Did she set it higher than that? Well, no. It's usually 68 to 70 oh, God. all day. Uh, so yeah, yeah, during the day. like That's the thing. I'm yeah. used to Now, if it was up to me, the house would be like at 61 degrees all the time. Right. You'd be like a polar bear, yeah. <laughs> like freezing cold. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah, no global warming in there. It'd be I would I would put my own I would start my own glaciers. You know what I'm saying? Hey, there you go. Yeah, I'm. That's what I'm all about is just being cold before bedtime. But you know, if you take a hot shower, same thing. Yeah, that take, might be just what I may start doing. Just even just to hop in there for a minute, just to get you know get nice and hot. And I mean, then, take a bath. Maybe that's the secret. What by behind people suggest baths is it has nothing to do really about the relaxation thing or or something. It's just well, it that does. it does. Maybe that's the key to the relaxation yeah. part of it, is that it heats your body up and then as you get out. As you cool down, you become relaxed. I think I fall asleep pretty well. Now, I stay up pretty late. Like, the, you know, I go to work. That's true. I normally get up at five something in the morning to go to work. And then if I'm not working the next day, oftentimes I'll stay up till 3 a.m. playing games. Jesus. 2 or yes. 3 a.m. Can't do that either. I usually get in bed at least. You sleep a lot more than, I mean, well, before you were, I'm not saying right now, like now that you're a married no, adult, yeah. but like back in the I day. I have a much regular, more regular sleep schedule now, but yeah, back in the day, I would sleep like 12 hours. You would sleep a long time. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> well, I hated it because sometimes I want to hang out and then you'd be yeah, asleep. Yeah, and you're like, you awake yet? I often, I don't, I wonder how many times, yeah, like. I gotta I, go to Blockbuster. I, I'd wake up and my phone would be ringing, it'd be you. 
we had like talked about hanging out and you're like, Hey, uh, were you sleeping? <laughs> and I was like, maybe remember when you came over to my house during, there was that tornado warning and you came over to the house with my dog. You came over to my house with the dogs and we played. Oh yeah. I brought my the, dogs over there. I had three the dachshunds on yeah. PlayStation two. Remember yeah, that risk on PlayStation two we were sitting on the, that couch in your basement. <laughs> well, there was a tornado outside. Yeah. And there's not typically tornadoes in this, in the area we live. And to be fair, there wasn't really, and like, it, it wasn't there, but there, I think there, there were like one, a small little thing had touched down somewhere like on, one of the other uh, roads near downtown or whatever, but outside of that, I'm a, I'm a plains person, you know, saying, Yeah, you come from Kansas. So you, you've seen Kansas. like the green sky, I, the classic man with a shotgun and an American flag outside with like the wind blowing and a tornado right. just barely, you know, coming towards them. That's yeah. like the, like there's that one video of that guy out there. You've, you've seen wall clouds in the distance. And you're like, Oh yeah, look at that. I've seen tornadoes. Yeah. yeah. I was in, matter of fact, tornado story. This started as a sleep thing, and now it's turning into a tornado story. John's tornado hour. <laughs> and um, I was in Boy Scouts for like a very short period of time. And we went to Fort Hayes State University in Kansas. And it was spring break or something like that. And for like my school district. And we went there and we had to, we went to Fort Hayes State University for like a, maybe a spring break. It was something because schools were still like... In my school district, school was out, but I think there it wasn't necessarily because mm-hmm. anyways, so we were at the university and we had like made our tents and all this other stuff. And we had the option of going, like they had the option, I'm dating myself a little bit here. We had the option of going to go swim or we could go to the university's like on site, like movie thing and watch wow. Galaxy Quest. Oh, wow. And I chose to go swimming with my buddy. And like, we were kind of lifeguards for like, we had done our like stupid little paint, take our pants off and blow them up into, you know, turn them into inflatable devices. Oh, right, right. We were like able to be responsible, I think for like people in a pool in the Boy Scouts, but I don't know. Honest to God, I don't know. I don't think I ever got like more than one promotion in it. Right. But, um, we went inside. They're like, no, you can't do it without an adult. I'm like, and when I go outside with my buddy, I look and I just see this stream of green and orange and red and it's rushing towards me. And it was hundreds of little boy scouts and their ponchos. Oh, right? they're all running towards us. And we all had to get inside the building and we were in the hallways cause there was a tornado warning and we had seen it on the way in. We saw this nasty, nasty wall cloud in the distance oh. and the skies were green. It looked gross it was like a it was like a nasty i can't say that use that word enough it was a yucky yucky mist in the sky and so um we were in sight like you know doing like the typical tornado drill thing we were in a hallway and i remember i could see outside though and i watched this thing dipping in in these I w- it was these kind of half-fledged, like half-formed tornadoes. It's like the little wispies kind of coming down. It was like somebody sticking their hands through like the cloud. And it was oh, like, yeah. like, a, like putting a bugle on their finger. And, like, <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> like witch fingers. They would come... It would, it would like start to coalesce into into like, you know, a tornado and then just dissipate. And it happened like several times. And then the, the system moved on and there was a town called Hoisington. Mm. And... It was their prom night. Oh, no. And an EF4 tornado walloped them, destroyed the town. Oh, my God. So that was almost us. I watched it happen. But, you know, I, 
we had one, we had a couple, I mean, in my town that I saw as well, but that was, that was why that's one of the things, you know, and this is John's tornado hour when, you know, in the Superman that had what's his face in it. Um, like the newer one or the newer the one with, with Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. With Henry Cavill with the first one that they had. I liked the movie. It was fine. I thought, I thought the general sod thing was interesting. I didn't see it all the way through. I got like maybe an hour into it and I think I lost interest and cut it off. Well, it was interesting to me, but what, what got me was when the, the guy, you know, his dad, what's his face was from Kansas. And then there's like a tornado. And first of all, there's, there's traffic on the interstate. Okay. Unless you're outside Wichita, (laughs) which is you're not going to, or Kansas city. You're not, there's like all of a sudden this, like everybody knows what to do in a tornado. Like everybody's practically a meteorologist if you're from Kansas. Right. You know? And so you see this and we, we uphold our meteorologists as almost like demigods. We're like, Oh, this guy is like the dude, you know, like where we, we like them. And he, he sees the tornado come and he runs to save the dog in the truck and then just does this like, bye. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that was the first time I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that was, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my just life. Just get the dog and run back. Yeah. Like he could have. He ran to the dog. He couldn't have run yeah, back. From, you can run back. It wasn't that far away either. No, it wasn't. From like the underpass that they were in or something. They were like hiding under an underpass, I think. He's a, he could have got the dog and run back. And as he's running back, literally a board should, could have just like hit him in the back of the head and killed him. Or also like if it's your life for a dog. I mean. I mean, I love dogs. I love but, dogs yeah, too. But human, that, that's another thing. I feel like most Kansas are more pragmatic about that kind of thing. Because yeah. they would have been like, so why wouldn't he just grab the dog? Instead of this really silly like, I'll see you, Clark, you know, and that, like, yeah. carried away into the unknown. They definitely set that movie up for failure for me. They really, really did. But yeah, it was, Yeah. I wouldn't. I the thought the general Zod stuff was interesting. Like I, it was interesting. Like yeah, uh, I, I don't think I made it far enough into it to get into a lot of that. But there was a guy named Zod, and he was a general. I heard they didn't like each other very much. And then he kills him by breaking his neck or something like that. And he feels really bad about it. Spoilers, jeez. Spoiler alert. So yeah, <laughs> that's we've talked about sleep. We've talked about tornadoes, and we've talked about Superman. So in all honesty, though, tornadoes are scary. Tornadoes are scary, and in that movie, there's a spaceship, <laughs> and General Zod has a spaceship. General Zod probably has an army and a, and a crew with him. He has a crew, and if we are to defeat General Zod, the Geeky DC podcast has should, to build its crew. Has to build its crew. Yes. So, where can they join our crew at? At patreon.com slash geek etc podcast even if you guys just want to stow away to see some of the sites that's fine you're welcome you can, you can come aboard you may want to you know uh mingle and become part of the crew later that's right it's little as a dollar a month yeah a dollar a month you can hop on board be a stowaway and you know which is and I, help from support us the research let me let me do the math here uh somebody from krypton experiences time in the same fashion as us so it would also be 12 dollars a year on krypton just like it would be 12 right a year. so that's how that works out that's yeah. how it works one dollar a month but there's other cool. there are other things uh, obviously you guys can listen to our gameplay our our co-op therapy you know obviously we, there's there's other there's other classes you can become aboard our ship we've got a op i think we've got an engineer, engineer. and just a basic crewman at the at this time but we really want to add yep. some other ones because we're looking I to love, ever expand on that. Yeah. I love world building for our fake, you know, space adventure. Hey, I'm down. I'm um, all about it. 
you know. If you want to be part of our space adventure and support this show so we can keep bringing you awesome contact, contact, awesome content about, you know, tornadoes and your first contact and and maybe get some advice on sleep. Yeah. Then you guys are welcome for that. Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash geek ETC podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, who's probably a pretty good sleeper. Definitely good at hide and seek. The best at hide and seek. We've mentioned him in a previous podcast a while ago. Did we? Yeah, that he might be a bugbear. Oh my God. You're right. That's right. Because this week we're geeking out about coming full circle back to Bigfoot. Back to Bigfoot. So, the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Do you think Bigfoot exists? Um, That that one is a tough call. That's our episode, folks. Have a good evening. We'll uh, keep geeking out. Keep geeking out, whatever. But no, really, uh, like, you know, when it comes to, you know, the topic that we discussed about like aliens and stuff, like I'm, I'm very convinced and I've seen enough evidence of things that that I, I fully believe that that's a thing. But Bigfoot really lies in that gray area for me of, I, I have, I just, I mean, you know, there's, t- t- you know, 20,000 different either, you know, A&E or history shows talking about tracking Bigfoot and this and that. But I don't, I just haven't seen enough definitive proof or evidence to really get me on that train of that that it's a thing so i remember the first time i ever heard about bigfoot do you remember where you were when bigfoot you learned about bigfoot josh because i do i don't think so i was in my grandpa's house i was three or four years old he had a little sunroom area that had tv in it with a i was sitting like a brick area or whatever and I remember Unsolved Mysteries was on. Ooh, I remember that show. That was like a big hit in the 90s. It was a huge hit in the 90s. And this was like 1993, probably. Something like that. I was three or four years old. I remember it. And I mainly remember it because they had that dude who had the scariest voice. Dude, that, vo- that guy's voice. Yeah, I can still like hear it in my head. That plus the the sound. like the, It's like the, the X-Files theme. I'll never forget it. Yeah. The X-Files theme, yeah. But his voice, his gravelly deep voice, and then plus yeah. the ambiance that they would add to it, and then the up pace of it. There was that, like, it was, it was, there was some ambiance to it, but it had, like, a quick pace to it. Yeah. And it was the Bigfoot. And ever Ooh. since then, I would say until I was, like, an adult... Mm. Right, all the way through high school, I was almost scared of Bigfoot. Yeah, the thought of being—I've—I've I've had I've had nightmares before that, like I was outside of my parents' house, and then it was like late at night, and I was standing out in the driveway. You know how we had that big hill behind our house. People and, are keep hearing about this big hill behind your house. I've mentioned it before. We talked about it in this in having the superpowers episode. How you wish you could you could fly down it. And I told oh, you I, I, I wish about I could that. fly up it. Josh had a pretty significant hill. It was awesome for sledding. I may have mentioned it in that same episode, but you know, and we had that giant. I don't know if it's an oak tree or something. That really mm-hmm. big tree. And yeah, I had a dream that I was just standing out there one night, and I turned and looked near that tree, and for some reason there was like a street light there, which there wasn't in reality, but underneath that street light just got chill but I was thinking about there was a Bigfoot there Ooh. and it was like late at night and I saw him there and I was like you know outside and I like had to like run back inside and it like scared me enough in the dream that it woke me up I like woke up in a fright and in a panic kind of thing and that was at the time that was one of like the scariest dreams even though as short as it was 
it was one of the scariest dreams I'd had. Well, I, I think that's the reason why it probably like resonates so much with some of us is because it is this, it is kind of, if you're in the woods and imagine if we knew that there were Bigfoot, right? Mm. We knew Bigfoot were around. Like we knew like they were, they were there and you saw one in the woods, something standing seven feet tall. And right. Huge. Looking back at you, humanoid. Yeah. Anything that's humanoid that looks like that's an animal that has humanoid, it instantly bothers us. There's there's a difference between, yeah, an animal looking at you and something human shaped looking at you, like having that binocular vision, the, the forward facing eyes like that connects with you in a different way than an animal yes. does. Yeah. Like if a bear is like walking at you on two legs, you know, like there, right. there was like a bear in New Jersey, which did you know, like New Jersey has like the highest population. Of yes. Bears? I have heard that. It's, but it's weird. There was, there was like a bear in New Jersey that's front paws were injured. And so it would like walk around on its back feet all the time. And it had, like, it was scaring residents to death, like all the time. I mean, that sounds like it could be pretty frightening to see a giant furry creature. Yeah. Like, I guess when you'd be standing up too, you know, it'd be pretty dang tall. Yeah. So just seeing that walking through your backyard, that, that'd be pretty creepy. It would be. Yeah. It's, it's super creepy. So, you know. It's a scary. So my first, that was where I first saw Bigfoot. Had a phobia of him, her, them, the group of them, the tribal, the tribes of them for a long time. Yetis never bothered me. Right. I'm the same way. Like I never had a dream about a Yeti bothering me. Maybe I needed to grow up in the Alps or something. I don't know. Alps. Are they from the Alps or is it? Nah, dog. They're from the Himalayas. Himalayas. Right. It's another set of mountains where it's snowy. I don't yeah, remember. If you were a little Nepalese boy, you might you <laughs> might dream of of the Yeti, or you might see one. Maybe. So that's an interesting point, though. Yeah, I never like one how one frightened me, but the other didn't. Huh? That is weird, isn't it? The, the Yetis aren't aren't very frightening to me. No, it's like I guess you kind of can relate that to just the abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. You know, as a distant cousin, but big feet, big foot, big feet. That's big pl- feet. plural for Bigfoot. Big feets. I think it's called a murder. <laughs> could be but like they're the ones that you know live out in the woods you know where we're from here which is one of those things that like there's always been like old wives tales or some type of story where there's like don't go out and, like there's always like some type of story where it's like don't go out in the woods and night. you don't go like there's bad things in the woods right right and stuff's so, out there to get you exactly maybe so, that's just to keep kids from getting lost Maybe it is. So that, that's one of the things. Like, where where does it come from? Where do, where where like Bigfoot? Most things like that originate from somewhere. They do. So, Native American tribes in the United States, and I'm sure some First Nations in um, Canada and Native American tribes in Mexico, <clears throat> all have like legends and lore regarding these things. Now. That's the same as saying, and realistically, right? That's the same as saying, well, the ancient Greeks had lore that there was a kraken, right? The Norse had their world serpents and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it mythology is mythology. It sometimes it's based. In fact, the problem is, is a lot of the Native American history that we have regarding it is are about them recently in the late 1800s True. and early 1900s. I remember there was a, a there was a instance where some miners 
God, you know, so minors, not children, but not children. There, yeah. could, they could have been children, whatever. But child labor, child laborers, yeah. or whatever. The Minecraft, the children yearn for the mines, right? Yeah. So there was an instance where these miners were out, and they were like at this like camp or whatever, right? Or like they had like a building, and it was like they're mining. Yeah. And they wound up killing. To them, they killed like this giant ape. Right. They said they killed this oh, giant ape. This sounds familiar now. And then this tribe of giant apes attacked them. And so they killed a bunch. Like they've gotten this, like they were shooting at them and these things were throwing rocks and trying to break through the doors and they killed more of them. And that whole area became known as Ape Canyon. Oh. Right. I used to ask people I worked with, especially new people, mm. just to have fun. Right. I would say, do you believe in vast unexplored wilderness of North America that it's possible that a tribe or singular human ape hybrid exists and has been taken videos have been captured of it but it still remains elusive to this time I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. I will say this though there is footage of a Bigfoot yes it is there is footage of a Bigfoot that was filmed in the I think it's the 1970s so I'll pull it up here as you the Patterson Gimlin film, right? The famous, like the famous, like head turn while the Yeti is, um, just Google, uh, Patterson Gimlin. Perfect. 1967, 1967. So this was taken in Northern California. Okay. Yes. Oh, uh, East bank of bluff Creek. Bluff Creek. So in bluff Creek in Northern California in 1967, uh, two two individuals are on horseback and they're there to like find this thing right and one of the two Patterson or Gimlin I can't remember which one we could look at it here but we don't want to leave you on the line this whole time while we're doing that films this thing it looks back at them it's walking it has the weird gait and it's pretty shaky footage and then it goes up into the trees and out of sight yeah right and apparently the, this up the, whichever one was filming it was running towards it as well, trying to get like the best shot of it that they could. When you look at the still shots from the Patterson Gimlin film, okay, some unique things, right? So, first off, it's a female, which right. I, which that was apparently something that wasn't kind of discovered till later. That it's a female. It, it apparently has breasts on it, right? The arms are long. It's got that obviously like the, the ape like face ish, but it also kind of like makes you wonder like if, if like another hominid species would look like this, like a Neanderthal or like a what, you know, right. Some type of like ancient hominem, hom- hominem, hominid <laughs> <laughs> would look like that. And, you know, when I see it and I remember this is the still shot that I saw when I was watching unsolved mysteries and it instantly resonated with me, instantly terrified me, especially with that guy's voice. And I was always like, well, I wonder if it's out there. Right. Right. The, the Patterson Gimlin film has never been debunked. Right. Nobody's ever debunked it, but it has sparked a ton an absolute ton of scientific like investigation, forensic analysis, among other things. One of the S I found an essay. So this is an essay from the from the Idaho um, State University or Indiana State University one of the first 
it's an essay talking about that it goes deep into um props and prop stuff like props that existed then props for movies that existed you know where there's millions of dollars being you know done like you know spent on them and then it shows like all the pictures of them yeah right it shows you know like it shows Andre the Giant costume uh, it shows the Andre the Gar- Giant costume for the two part episode Secret of Bigfoot of the six million dollar man right so you see that one you see Chewbacca it shows uh the day the earth stood still. So it's a comparison of all the different. It's these a comparison and it's an analysis of actual, like, it, of, I, of what, like, movie quality costumes look movie like. Movie quality and stuff. costumes. And it goes into, I mean, this is, a, this is a, you know, this is a university essay, right? So this is a university essay talking about it. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty, like, compelling to, to look at. I found another one at some point. It was from, like, another university. And it was it was like a twenty page, um, it was a similarly linked article that was also talking about the Patterson Gimlin film, right? And it was talking also about props and prosthetics and all that kind of stuff. And what I take away when I wa- when I when I read this, it it doesn't make sense how somebody would get there, bring all the stuff, and then somehow produce a prop that's better than anything that's been done. For movies or anything else at right. that time. I'm looping some of the footage here. There's actually a post on Reddit like 11 days ago of someone cropped and crop trimmed and stabilized a clip of that footage so that you can get a really good kind of look at it. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best looks I've actually seen of that clip. And yeah, like... And I've seen analysis. I've seen analysis where they they look at the way that the foot moves where the like how it moves backwards and like up, like the way that the way that she walks, like as she's moving, first off, like very prominent breasts. Yeah, I've seen some stabilized footage of this thing, and there's like a like a actual, um, not a tumor, but a damaged muscle in the the quadricep. Right. That seems to rotate as it moves. Right. That seems like, yeah. Like it seems like you can actually see the muscle in that f- stabilized version of it. They had it where it looks like it can actually move under that. The way she walks as she's moving, there's like a way that she, the way her foot comes up directly behind her. Yeah. So I don't know. I've seen lots of other footage or whatever. This area seems like somewhere that's always had like a, a has been, um, a hotbed for sightings and that kind of thing, like the redwoods. And there's a lot. Yeah, for sure. Definitely in the Northwest part of the, I can't the Canada, you know, Montana, like that area up in there, the Oregon area for sure. There's, it's one of those things where they have definitely, um, a lot of sightings up there. I think ape Canyon was somewhere over there. I heard, I remember reading a story one time and this, this is just complete conjecture. And I think it was, uh, like obviously just somebody making things up and they're like, I was in the military when St. Mount St. Helens erupted and mm. like they were there and there really? were a lot of them were killed and the army moved some of them or whatever. Huh. I don't know that that, I don't think that's it. But when I watched the Patterson Gimlin film, th- there is something to it that makes it like when you watch it, it seems more realistic. Right. Right. Like I said, like I haven't seen really any kind of convincing stuff, but out of, I mean, that one has kind of stood the test of time. And I think because it is as old as it is, and so like out of anything that I have seen or whatever, that to me is probably the most convincing. 
which is probably why it's as famous as it is. It yeah. is. And, yeah. and because people have gone there, I saw, let me see here, there was a forensic, forensic analysis done. And the folks that did it um, were looking, they were using, they had gone back to Bluff Creek and they had done a, um, this one's found at SasquatchCanada.com and there's a preamble there. And considering math, they, they're like looking at the distance, they've, they've judged everything. And they came out that uh, Patty, as she's known as, she was about seven foot, seven foot, three and a half inches, Dang. according to what they said. So that's consistent with the height that you always hear that's about. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's a big thing. People will say, well, if it's that big, why don't people see it? Uh, we live in North Carolina. There's some huge bears. Yeah. Giant bears. And you don't know they're there unless they're chipping over your trash can. Like right. They're, they're quiet. They're Which black. just happened a lot around here. But other really? than that, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're black. You know, like our black bears are black bears. And so they're like, well, they don't naturally camouflage. They don't. But they, they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, they, like, obviously, you see a black bear. But when they slink off a little bit, they're... They're, they're gone. Like, yeah. Like, indiscernible from anything else around there. So... You know, the 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 Patterson Gimlin film just it gets me every time I watch it, and every time I look into it, it just seems like there's more and more to it. Mm-hmm. And as far I, th- I I remember seeing one time that Patterson or Gimlin, one or the other, tried to like recant that it actually happened, but then, but as far as I know, everything has been they both been pretty staunch. Yeah, I think only Gimlin's alive still, and. Right. It kind of ruined his life for a little bit. Now he goes to conventions and stuff and talks about it because he's a hero kind of. Yeah. But you don't really get away from that at that point. Once you put something out like that, that grabs, you know, the attention of the world, you're kind of stuck with that the rest of your life. It's just, it's just the most compelling video evidence I've ever seen. Yeah. That I look at it in the sixties. Was it 67? Right. In the sixties. I can't imagine them saying, Let's make an ape thing with boobs. Right. Does that make sense to you? Like, because like every other thing of Bigfoot has been a male. Right. And that actually reminds me, do you remember in high school? I think it was when we were in high school that there was, uh, I remember seeing it on like the TV somewhere that there was these couple guys that claimed that they had captured a Bigfoot and they had mm-hmm. it in it. They like killed one and had it in a cage. Yeah. And they were like former police. They were like police officers too. And they got fired for it. Yeah, It was like all on the news and all this stuff. And for like a, a day or t- maybe at least a day or two, like there was a word going around. They're like, did they really, it was pretty convincing. And they're like, did they actually get one of these things? Well, I remember it because obviously I was like, Oh, Bigfoot. Wow. Yeah. And I was actually, after we were in high school, I was coming back from your, remember your relative I dated. Yeah when we had broken up and I was crying and driving back from the, the town where she went to college and I stopped at a Wendy's and it was on the TV. So I remember oh. where that was as well. Oh yeah. And I remember thinking like, Oh, cause they had it in a freezer. Yeah. And these two nerds, they're both like, remember that I said behind a truck and they opened up this freezer or something. You could see fur yeah. furriness in they, the thing. They were like some bumpkinville police officers Yeah, and they got fired or giggly-oed or something like that. Yeah, of course, you know, a, a couple more days after it, it came out, oh, nope, it was just a hoax. But, you know, I don't, I can't understand somebody wanting to hoax. Like, like, I can't imagine, like, me and you, I, I can't imagine at what point, like, if you ran a simulation of us, like, at what, what point we'd be like, hey, Josh, you want to go, hmm, you want to go, like, pretend there's, like, an alien? Whenever we were that desperate for attention. 
that yeah. that's all that we wanted in life was just attention and in yeah. hopes that yeah we'd get paid to do some media thing or something yeah like now i know like prank culture especially now like all the like in your face pranks and that kind of thing i, I can understand why people why i can understand why they would do it i would never do it but i can understand well why. there's like those tv shows those prank things where they have you know they put unassuming people in like a, a trailer like an rv thing yeah. out in the woods thinking they're there for some other show and there's all these hidden cameras and then someone in a, in a Bigfoot suit comes starts banging on the side of it, scaring them to death. And you know what? Every single time they're yeah. scared, they're never like, hm, that's not Bigfoot. That's a man in an ape suit. <laughs> right. Right. Every single time they're terrified. Because yeah, they're scared to death. There's something primal about it, man. You know, I think it's more interesting to me that they are in like I heard somebody say one time and that like this certain Native American tribe, I don't know which one, but they... They didn't see them as like, they didn't see it as like an individual Bigfoot. There was actually a tribe of like these, they were like, they were human-like and they were raided, they were, they were, they were dangerous and that they would, if they knew all the men were on a hunting party or war party, they would come and they would raid and take their food and like, Mm. you know, there's one story, you know, like about them, I think it was like giants or something like that and like this one Native American tribe like trapped them in a cave and burned them out. It's like, I wonder if that was them. I wonder if it was Bigfoots. Oh. It's giants, you know, like huh. if you saw them as human and you heard them with like language or something like that, you would probably call them like a giant, you know, if they're yeah. all seven foot tall. Right. And if, you know, in generally, you know, a lot of society, if you look at the height of the populace of the world, like a long time ago, people were generally smaller Yeah, and stuff. And so, yeah, if you know, that, that the, average height was like five foot or something. Yeah. The height of like the average Roman, like the Roman legionary height, I believe was like five foot five was like the average height. Right, of a Roman legionary, and they they conquered the world. You know, like right. the majority of the world. If but. you have somebody like that, then you come encounter with something that's seven foot three. Like, a, yeah, that's gonna seem that's large, real big. That's large. Yeah, and at the time, yeah, you probably could call them a giant or something. So if you saw them communicating with their own language or using rudimentary tools, and they were stealing your stuff and killing your women, when you came back, you'd probably be like, oh, well, we don't like them. Yeah, and from what I understand, that's the way some Native Americans tribes saw the Bigfoot was as a they were a tribe yeah or like and i don't know i don't know that bigfoot exists i don't know but i can tell yeah. you this much it's more plausible to me that there's there would be a tribe of like people of of these hominids that don't want to be found yeah. who were i've heard a lot of stories yeah like you said referring to them as it's oftentimes it was multiples that yeah. there was even things that looked like children and things yes. that looked like adults and there were multiples and at the same time out in the woods that they would come across yeah, like the idea of just coming across a single one. I feel like I've heard more of that there was multiple that, as opposed to just a single one. I mean, if they're if they're cavern dwelling creatures or cavern del, you know dwelling hominids who live in a cavern or cave somewhere, mm-hmm. and that's where they make their home, and then they come out, right? They come out, they do their stuff nocturnally or whatever. We're really not going to encounter them that much if they know not to cross an interstate. Yeah. And especially there's so many places out in the wilderness in the West that it's just, it's so far out there. I can't really think about it, but it's, it's very, very remote and hard to get to. Yeah. And the average explorer or backpacker and stuff, they're, they're not going to these places. No, no. 
I mean, they had to haul a mule or a horse in to get to Bluff Creek with their equipment. Yeah. Like it was, and it was like a couple, it was hours and hours and hours just to get to the point where they filmed. It was an expedition. Yeah. To get there. That's that's another thing. Like the Patterson Gimlin film, I guess, I guess you could think two ways, right? You could say, well, they, they could have just pulled off a highway and said that they saw it. Right. That would have been the easiest thing to do. Of course. That would be the easiest thing to do. Does it make it more believable that it's in a creek some really far away? Yes, but it also makes it more like, well, we can't get to it too. So it's like a yeah. You you would put your if you put yourself in a hoaxer's outfit and you're you like, could well, what take what, it but either way? You could take probably. it either way. Like this is more clout for me, or it's too much work. It's easier for me to film one that, crossing yeah, that, the interstate. That's a tricky line to to stay on one side or the other as far as yeah, because like there there's pros and cons to both sides of it. Yeah, essentially. But, you know, and then there, there's the whole theory, too, that, you know, people uh, relate them to what if they're a, a long distant relative, like a gigantopithecus. I don't. Yeah, I've heard that. Thing. Like where they're, where they're like an, they're more ape. Yeah, that it's really just a large ape that's lives out in, you know, the wilderness. And I would say, well, you know, we didn't know that there were gorillas in the Congo until like the 80s. Right. Right. The mountain gorillas or whatever, you know, and there are we can we know where they're at now yeah and they were hidden but to me the people that have been here the longest in, in north america the natives whatever the first the first peoples you know the first nations folks it makes sense to me that if they've interacted with them or they've seen they've heard them use language or do something where it seems like they're more organized that it would make more sense to me that they're not like you know I saw an article one time that says, like, if you could go back to, like, 50,000 years, it would look more like Lord of the Rings. Because there's different, like, you had small hominid, you had Neanderthals, you had yeah. humans, you had other, like, D- Davidian, Davinians, or D- whatever. Like, you had, there was multiple iterations of, like, and we are the hominid species that remained. That right? prevailed, yeah. We won. We, however we won, the Noah's Ark, uh, whatever, battle yeah. however however it happened homo sapiens have have the been the one to last yeah we we own the planet right so it seems possible to me that if there was like a small like you have them in the alps as you said or in the himalayas right mm-hmm. you have like yetis or something similar to that yeah, that there's these small you know subset groups that are you know uh, contained to these small areas, but that there's these small groups are in various places around the world. Cause like you have like your traditional Bigfoots up in like the Oregon area. You have the skunk apes mm-hmm. down in the Southern, you know, Florida, uh, Everglades kind of thing. Then you've got, like you said, the, the Yeti and there's, there's similar things like that. These large hairy humanoid ape, like creature things on multiple places around the earth that have been reported similarly you know, similar sightings and stuff. Well, people say, well, why don't we find skulls? Why don't we find like, you, you don't see bears. Like you'd be people. How, make that I mean, thing. how often, how many human skulls do we just find laying around without, you know, digging something up? Yeah. Like, it, like if they're sentient or like smart enough, then maybe they bury their dead the same way we do. Well that, or if they're cavern dwelling, like if they, if they have places that they go to, if they have like a cave network, that's like so far removed and they, you know, they live a very basic life and maybe are nocturnal, then it would make sense that we wouldn't see them or if they're dead, they would die, you know, in their den or wherever that they would go. I've right. seen, you know, I've heard stories about people like, oh, the, you know, I, I got 
captured by Bigfoots and whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know any about that. I, I think more than likely everybody is like Hoaxville for most things. But when I watch the Patterson Gimlin film, yeah, it is unfortunate there's that, yeah, more credibility. Of all the, the, the cryptids that exist out there, and like it seems like Bigfoot is high on the list as the, one of the most hoaxed. Oh, yeah, and it's because it's one of the most yeah. famous, but I think it yeah. lends itself to being the most famous because there's so many people and so there's been so many maybe credible sightings, and there's so many people that, um, you know, the fact that there's so many, it's kind of like aliens, right, where there's like so many sightings and people know, I've seen so many things about it, like, yeah. it lends itself to be somewhat more credible. But well, right? with, with the Bigfoot, too, it's, it's, you know, you think about it, it's not that hard to hoax. No. You get a guy in a, in a monkey suit but and it, film a shaky cam. Film a shaky cam. But now when we watch the Patterson-Gimlin film, not shaky, you still, do, it's not an obvious fake. Right. Like, the, yeah, even, yeah, as, as high-res, you know, up-resed, stabilized, you know, cropped in, zoomed in, that you watch that thing as, as high quality as we can get it with current technology looking at it like it doesn't immediately be like oh well that's yeah that's obviously a thing yeah. you look at it still with an unknown curiosity of like i mean i don't i don't see anything like you said that obviously stands out as a hoax mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing like there's nothing inflammatory about the video it's just patty the female bigfoot walking away it's not like, you know, most of the time when we see somebody that's a hoaxer, right? If we were to look at like most hoaxers, it is typically like a guy in a gorilla suit, a guy in a suit or whatever. And, you know, like, why wouldn't it throw rocks at him? I was going to say, he's like throwing rocks throwing at him rocks and all at this them. yelling and hooting and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and then they're like scared and running. <laughs> well, like the, the point of most people's point why they do hoaxes is for attention. So yes. to the best way to amplify that attention from your hoax would be to have drama in it, you know, of yes. some kind, some kind of it's scary. It's coming after me kind of thing. So when you see the Patterson Gimlin film, it's just, it's just a, there's, there's a thing yeah. and Walk, it's, it walks away, away. turns it, back and looks over its shoulder at the, at the people filming and keeps on arm sway and then keeps going and goes off into the woods and we don't hear from it again. We don't see it again. And there's no, there's no conflict with it. Yeah. It's just like watching a, a, a deer walk away from us, essentially. Yeah. And I think it, it just it's just so weird to me. It is. You know, um, I, it's a gorilla suit earlier. I saw a meme the other day. It was like putting a gorilla suit on a gorilla and then letting it loose in the mall. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> everybody thinks it's fake. is just a dude, oh, but there's man. actually a gorilla inside. Yeah, could you imagine? The chaos. Yeah. Golly. It, it, there's, you know, like, I remember... Who is it? Les Stroud. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I like Les Stroud. Survivor man. I like Les Stroud. I think he's an interesting guy. And now I know he became obsessed with this because he yeah. saw that he was in the woods. and he Heads hurt. above Man vs. Wild as far as TV shows. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, you know, he was in the wilderness somewhere and he heard. And he, an ape. he had an experience. He had. He heard an ape like whooping. Whoop, whoop, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like yeah. he heard that kind of thing. In room. an area where there typically shouldn't be anything like that. Like North America. I think it was like Canada yeah, or up somewhere north, northwest there. or something like that. And he became obsessed with it. He had his little show. The show wasn't that good, right? It had some like weird pictures and videos and stuff. But right. And the one thing that, yeah, I don't like about the sh- most of those shows and why I can't watch specifically the big ones too is any of those things like that are just so over-dramatized. Yes. And there's so much that the producers, you know, because it's in 
At the end of the day, it's it's a TV show. It's meant yeah. to get ratings. It's meant to get eyeballs. So it's got to have drama. It's got to be exciting and and mysterious and filled with, you know, climactic moments and all this stuff. And all that just discredits so much of it for me. Well, it's up to us to really get out there. Like it's up to the it's up to the person, like Patterson Gimlin, right? They're they're the ones that went out there and pa- pa- Patterson and Gimlin went out there and tried to do this thing. Now, whether they're hoaxers or whether they're not hoaxers, I don't know. I think they took casts of the footprints and all that kind of stuff. The shows that are done now are just so bad that it just makes the Bigfoot thing. It makes it seem just like a joke. It makes it seem like it's a joke. And so yeah. it takes away everything from it. But when that, that footage and that picture is instilled in my mind, and maybe it's because I was young and maybe because of the voice and all that stuff. Impressionable. But yeah. when I still see it, every time I see it, I'm like, Oh man, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And people, yeah. if, if you can sit there and tell me when it's not been disproven and you, as a layman, as a lay person who's maybe never worked on costumes, never worked on sets, never been on like an art director, never right. done anything like that. Who's not researched what they had available in the sixties and the late sixties. Right. If you can sit there and be like, that's an absolute fake. Then I think that you just have like a problem, you know, yeah. because we can't, I don't know. We can't tell. We can't tell whether it's a fake or not. It's, it's one of those things that definitely it out of, again, all the cryptics and cryptids and stuff like this one really falls in that gray or gray area for me that I can't for sure say that it is, but I can't for sure say that it isn't like, I don't know either way. It, on one, one hand, I see it as, again, I'll look at that and I'm like, my brain tells me, sure, there could be a small subsect of, you know, a tribe of, you know, beings like this that are living way out in the wilderness somewhere. Like, that makes logically makes sense to me. Now, to my Utah people, I don't have anything against Mormonism. But um, the Mormons believe it's like Cain. Oh, really? The, the Mormons actually believe in Bigfoot. I'm not saying that every Mormon believes in Bigfoot. But they have a reason why. Like it's like Cain cursed to walk the earth forever. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know that I've ever heard that. Yeah, it's really weird that it's in there, like in the Book of Mormon or something to that effect. Like they know about it or whatever. Huh. But Cain has boobies if he's. I guess if he's the Patterson Gimlin. Maybe, film. and if he's never had a haircut, you know, <laughs> and made his way to North America. True. Maybe crossed the Bering. Well, this is the Bible. Well, that was the beginning of time. So yeah, or like that was Adam Eve stuff, right? So he could have crossed the Bering Land Bridge, and and, and that would have put him in the north or in the northwest up there. That's true. Maybe it is. Made his way down from know. Alaska. I don't know. I don't think maybe, that it's maybe Cain. these are his descendants of of, of King. I think if it was, <laughs> I think if they were, you know, if they're very cautious apes, mm-hmm. maybe if they are hominids who are, you know whatever conflict they've gotten into with humans and now mm-hmm. ooh, you know one of the one of the things and i think it it takes away from his credibility sometimes so he doesn't really talk about it as much is like the missing 411 david politis right oh yeah he talks about all the people that go missing in american national parks every year yeah and i've seen him at some events and he's like i would never like he's essentially said that he would never tell a family member of a missing person that he thinks Bigfoot's involved. But right. To himself, he thinks there's some type of Bigfoot involved. Yeah, yeah. Right. And some of the things are really weird, but missing 411, just like kids, you know, they're three years old and they cover 20 miles yeah, they, they, in a they, day. Yeah, they found them yeah, 20 miles away they from They find their body were. like 20 miles away. 
yeah. clothes off of them, that, you know, which is hypothermia. Like that'll do it typically, yeah. you know, but like some of the distances and things that these kids are doesn't humans, make any sense at all. Or they never find them again. There's actually a really funny video. I watched this whole thing where like David Politis was talking about like UFOs or Bigfoot at uh, MUFON. Yep. Are you familiar with that? The mutual UFO network. He was talking about Bigfoot there, I think. And there was a guy who asked a question. And if this, if you're one of our geeks, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of you by chance, but mm. if you were at that MUFON convention and I'm mentioning you here, he's like, he said something to the effect of, he's like, do you think that, that werewolves and, and Bigfoot are, or could be, and you could tell that David was trying to keep a straight face. It's so, <laughs> it's so outlandish when he listened to it, but this guy is like asking this question about like werewolves and Bigfoots and if they come down yeah. from UFOs and it's just like, oh, 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 honey. Right. But it, yeah, you know, there's, I don't know. Well, going out there with theories and stuff people have about Bigfoot, uh, another, probably the most outlandish theory is them being interdimensional beings. Ooh, like a, like a skinwalker? I, I don't, skinwalkers might be as well, but, and, you know, that's the a, most obvious answer why no one ever finds them. Well, they, just dis- they just walk and step into a different alternate dimension and well, it, they're I've, just not here all the I've time i've heard that and i've also heard like hollow earth theory that they are they, yeah they live in the hollow earth that they've got either caves or you know holes in the ground or places that are secluded enough and hid away yeah that they just follow these caverns down miles and there's just a yeah, whole civilization underground somewhere or well, yeah it, like it's apparently like it's like once you enter the center of it it's like and there's a sun in the middle Yes. Like a gatha. Man, you can, you know, I think a lot of you out there are probably like, well, I've been down that Wikipedia rabbit hole before. Right. <laughs> you know, that goes a long um, way. It goes a long ways. And what that, and, and like it's kind of talks about that the earth itself might could be, uh, what, what are those, uh, the big structures called it? Like Dyson sphere. Yeah, Dyson sphere around the sun that that actually, that the, oh. the molten core of earth is just a star and that earth is a Dyson sphere that's been around so long that what we see as earth is just what's grown on top of it. Okay. Well, I've never heard that before, but that just made it more interesting. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, that's another rabbit hole to go down to think about. Yeah. That we're just living on the out outer crust level of a Dyson sphere. Yeah. If we, if our planet was the size of Jupiter, maybe, Maybe you could say, like, I don't know the science and the physics behind that. What if it doesn't need to be that big? Who knows? Well, I've seen people make infographics where they pour a million trillion Earths into the sun and how little we look. So maybe that's just how big the sun is. Well, that's how big the sun is. But like how would like even a yellow dwarf like look that would it be small enough to fit inside the planet? I don't think so. I don't know how small stars can be. Maybe well, that's all. Maybe. Do. Maybe this is all information that was hidden from the scientists. Hmm. I do like that though. That's I'm, I, right? you, as soon as you said the di- as soon as you asked about that, I was like, "What Dyson sphere?" <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I don't remember where it was. I heard about that. I think it was just a couple weeks ago, or something. It was on, like on a something. navy, like like an admiral or like an air force general. I remember that talked about it. Like there was some interest into like the hollow earth from like Antarctica. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of weird stuff with Antarctica lately. A lot of theories and stuff about, and like people found, you know, Google Earth images of these things that look like very obvious caves that go into certain places. And there's like word of 
certain islands or bases down there that, you know, and like uh, records of prominent, you know, governmental figures that all congregate down there for some reason. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of other government people that just seemingly travel down there for unknown reasons frequently. Who's been down there? John Kerry. John Kerry went to Antarctica? Yeah. He's one of the ones that apparently he's been to Antarctica multiple times. Everybody's like, why is John Kerry going to Antarctica? Well, what really? reason would, for, would he have to go down there? But what would the conspiracy be with John Kerry down uh, He's connected with somebody covering up the hollow earth entrances, I guess. All right, guys. <laughs> I don't All right, know. geeks, listen. Listen close. There is a Bigfoot Illuminati that lives in the hollow earth, and they run in, they have an empire. Mm. And the outcasts are sometimes sent into the outer world. That's what we're known as. And once they come out into the outer world, they're stripped of their armor and weapons and forced to walk the planet until the end of their days. And they're never allowed back. They're ostracized. And are those the Bigfoot that we hear stories about? That's the Bigfoot we hear stories about. Oh, okay. So that's I have that on. I was speaking to a Secret Service member, and that's what they told me. So... You guys are welcome. You get, and he's oh, also a special forces green rainbow six guy. On a good authority. A good yeah, authority. Yeah, that's been uh, double confirmed. Uh, double confirmed. Yes, I uh, by in we, triple confirmed by someone on Twitter with a blue check mark. So you know it mm. was official. We should get a blue check mark. Uh, now you have to pay for him. Okay. Well, we can't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, I ain't paying for that. No. Yeah. I don't. So I don't know. The jury's still out for me. I can't because I can't say either. Like aliens, I think yeah. you're. I think you're more alien positive than I am. I like. Oh, to I'm think, for sure. I'm. I'm 100 convinced. I'm on very that. alien. Like, I. Th- I think there's. Like, is something out there? Makes sense, right? Even yeah. if it's like a it, it, rabbit with like 12 heads. Yeah, and right? the vast expanse of the universe. Yeah. There's some other life out there. Yeah. yeah, but whether it's like sentient and is like a, you know, like a Kardashev civilization, like a type three civilization or some type of thing that can like move around. Yeah. To me, like, you know, aliens, we are such a small speck of dust in the whole cosmos that unless there's like, unless life is ubiquitous, I think it'd be hard to come into contact with people. Mm. Or Fermi Paradox, they're all dead or whatever by the time. Because yeah. once they discovered Go nuclear. listen to our uh, aliens episode. Yes. That we did. We could dive into all that. But I, I'm... I'm all, just because of the Patterson Gimlin film and the papers I've read on it, you know, it makes it, it just, it's a very compelling thing for me. I would say I'm 50, 50 aliens, 51, 49 Bigfoot. As in that, that is real. Oh, 51 being the real 51 being the, real. Oh, see, I am like 99, one aliens. Okay. And fifty fifty Bigfoot. Well, I'm ninety nine one aliens that, that like is there like a a twelve legged rabbit or like a hmm. you know a, a cat looking the fairy. flat basis of some type of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, I I, I like I would say I'm ninety nine one, but like as far as like people like you know traveling in jets and you know things across like I don't. That's where I get fifty fifty. Hmm. But Bigfoot, I think I'm forty nine. Hmm. I'm fifty one forty nine. Interesting. And it's all thanks to the Patterson Gimlin film. If that film didn't exist, I would be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that there's a hernia, there's a hernia. There's a herniated, there's a herniated <laughs> muscle apparently in the quadricep that's been like slowed down. Like I've seen somebody like highlight it. They've circled it. And yeah. so when it, when it moves, you can actually see it rotating inside and then pulling back. Interesting. 
has the fact that she has breasts, the 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 look, the lack like the lack of confrontation, the fact that it holds up when it's on steady when it's been steadied and 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 yeah, you know, zoomed in on. I don't know, man. It's it it's really it's a really interesting story though, and and again, I'm I'm like I have that little bit of hope that you know I'd love it'd be an exciting day for the day when it if we saw on the news like so many years ago in high school or whatever that you see on there and there's footage of one that was captured that was real like that would be an a exciting heck of a day well yeah if that happened yeah i mean i feel sorry if it was like captured i'd be like well you don't need to capture it like let it loose or whatever but that would be a controversial let it thing, loose. I'm sure. Do you like they do like in Africa with like monkeys sometimes, like with like actual monkey monkeys? Have you ever seen this where they take? I don't know if it's like a hundred percent real, but I watched it and it made a lot of sense. Where they capture like this baboon, mm-hmm. right, and they fed it salt over and over and over and over. They had it chained up. They had it like tied up on a stick. Then they released it, and they watched where it ran, so they knew where the water was. It was like how they found water. Oh, so they just made it thirsty. They just made it super thirsty by feeding it. So it's like an area, oh. like a really like a desert area. So they don't know where, like to find the water source in that area. But the monkey through its instincts would know where the water is. Yes. Or they, they just follow the monkey. So they follow the monkey. So we do that with huh. her. We feed her a bunch of salt. Really? They like, just, it would probably, the equivalent would probably be the, you know, implanting, implanting a subdermal tracking device and following yes. it back to its well, cave or something. I was going to give her salt, but. Himalayan pink salt. Well, if we give her oh. Himalayan salt, is she turned into a Yeti? That's what wow. happened when you take in Himalayan salt. Maybe we, maybe if you give them one, we you turn into a human. Your all your hair turns white. Creepy. Yeah, in Nepal, man. Ooh, good luck finding one there that's not going to throw you off the ever, like Mount Everest. You know? Yeah, right. Not a chance. That's that's like in the woods. I think you stand more of a chance against Bigfoot than like on a desolate mountain. Right. That's not. Yeah, there's no telling. I mean, there's seeing some big creature out in the mountains would be pretty dang scary. You know, do you ever hear about that one journalist or YouTuber or whatever? I forget what his name was, but he had put up a a little YouTube video clip of him in some other foreign country that has like kind of like that has Himalayas or Alps and stuff. And he had this footage, like it's really far in zoom footage in it of this mountain range, and it looked like there was. A a thing moving walking up. across the top like it that and from that scale it would have had to been like large huge like it was a giant and he like talked about it and stuff and then it wasn't too long after that that he was killed mm. the guy who filmed it and stuff he was talking about and then he was or either you know quote unquote died or was killed or something, something happened to him that he, well, we'll he, be he watching died. that offline here in a minute because that's interesting to me you know who yeah. was it it was like Meriwether or it was like Lewis it was Meriwether Lewis and then I forgot what the Clark's first name was it was one of the two committed suicide under questionable circumstances mm. even back in like the 1700s right and from one well, I don't want to get too far in the weeds there but apparently yeah. it had something to do with them like finding like because there's apparently like Prince Maddock from like Wales had come over here at some point and they apparently found Welsh speaking people like Native oh. Americans huh. and there was like places that were like claimed essentially and that would have given like you know obviously we just got out of the war of independence or whatever Thomas Jefferson sent them and right. so he was killed because he was a Welsh man he was going to report that there were Welsh claims in different parts, which would, anyways, it was just interesting. Like there's like, there's like yeah. conspiracy theories about everything, you know? True. Very true. 
Well, well, it's a mystery. So who knows? If you want to, if 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 you guys feel it in your hearts that you want to fund our trip <laughs> to hunt down Bigfoot, or maybe I should say hunt because that implies you know something bad, but maybe just to on an expedition to discover. Or to go into Hollow Earth. Or, yeah, to make the trick and go uh, find Hollow Earth somewhere. We would ask you humbly and graciously, if you wouldn't mind subscribing to our Patreon, you guys can still listen to us for free, but if you guys want to just send us a buck, one buck a month, then... That would be greatly appreciated. You're welcome to do that, and if you want to bump it up and get some more, you guys can listen to our co-op therapy and get some more exclusive things down the line. Yeah, Um, and that's at patreon.com slash podcast. And we want to hear from you guys. We love listening to you. We love hearing from you. We like users. We love our user. We, we like listener suggestions and yeah, feedback. Yeah, if, if any uh, topics or anything you want us to cover or talk about, send us our way. Send yeah. us either a, a message on Instagram at Geek ETC Podcast. Uh, send us a tweet also at Geek ETC Podcast, or leave a comment under this uh, video podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can search Geek ETC Podcast, all one word on there. Find our YouTube channel. And our, don't forget that we have a website, geekedcpod.com. Correct. Where Josh humbly gets all, he puts together all of our show notes, show notes where you guys can see it. So you guys can probably yeah. find articles on Ape Canyon. You guys can see this yeah. Patterson Gimlin film that he referenced and make your own decisions. Yeah. And on that note, geeks fight better together. And you definitely want more than one if you're going to go out in the wilderness looking for Bigfoot. Yeah, don't go out there all alone. I'll be the Patterson to your Gimlin. There you go. And above all else, always remember to keep geeking out.